0: Hey, baddies. So this is going to probably be... I already got off to a good start. This is probably going to be all over the place. Um, I'm technically on hiatus right now, but I wanted to come on and just uh, say a few things. And also we're going to talk a little bit about witchy self-care today because I just want to make sure everyone is engaging in that because uh, it's been a long year. It's been a long 2020. It's especially been a long... Three to four months. I don't even know how long I've been in quarantine now. I think I'm coming up on day 90, which speaking of, so part of the reason that I'm on hiatus currently is because of COVID. Um, not that anyone's sick, thank goodness, thank goddess, but because I just it was just not good for my mental health as it has not been good for anyone's mental health. And increasingly it was getting harder to put out episodes and to be consistent. And to, I would much rather put out an episode that is brilliant and well brilliant. Let me not (laughs) toot my own horn, but I'd much rather put out an episode that I'm proud of than put out something just to put out something. I have the same philosophy with Instagram. Like if the picture is shit, then it's not going up. I'd rather just not post anything. And I have so many episodes that I'm so proud of. And I know that you all hold me to a high standard as you should not in a way of being like critical or judgmental if it's not as good every single week, but I know that you have come to expect a certain things that I said. So I just had to pull back. And also, I had been having this feeling for a while that was like, girl, just pull back and you know take a break. You've put out 60 episodes, and it's okay to, to focus on getting your head where it needs to be. So <laughs> I followed my intuition on that. I made a post in the Facebook group. I posted all over my social, but I know some of you aren't on social at all. So let me say, I have, the podcast isn't canceled. It's not over. Some of you might cancel me after what I say today, <laughs> but... <laughs> just because you personally cancel me doesn't mean that the podcast is going to be canceled. It will be coming back. I have so many topics I want to talk to, talk, talk to, talk to you about. Um, But I really, I just had to follow my intuition and looking at where things are now. I under, I understand, you know, sometimes that's what intuition is. Like you're having feelings before things are happening. And what I understand is, that intuition, those feelings of you need to take a step back, you need to take a step back, is because I needed to, and I need to be able to focus all of my energy on fighting this fight for Black lives. So we're going to circle back to uh, that in a second. The other thing that's going on that made me pull back, and I post about this in the group as well, if you caught that post, how many times can I say post at once, is that um, my dad is having some uh, long-term or it's only been about 4 months out anyway, 5 months out at this point. But some um continuing cognition issues uh as a result of his surgery that he had where he was in the hospital for 11 days so I told you all about, you know, back in February. And gosh, I even put out an episode then and I don't know even what I talked about. <laughs> like, I don't know how I put an episode out. I was out of my mind. Um but for the most part he's okay. Uh but we're not, you know, my dad's going to be 79 in a couple of months. and next month. No, 2 months. Sorry dad. 2 months. And so we're not sure if this is just early stage dementia anyway, if this is as a result of uh, what he went through with the anesthesia, because this is something that can happen. So, you know, be be careful when you're uh, considering, you, especially like elective surgeries, because there's a couple of things I've been like, oh, I get this done and this done and this done. And now I'm like, mm. <laughs> I, don't I, I don't know. I think my boobs can just stay big if they need to. I don't know if I can, need to just take them down because I'm kind of scared. Although, let me say, of course, um, there are brilliant anesthesiologists out there. Everyone knows what they're doing. No one is purposely trying to hurt anyone. You know, we're very pro science on this podcast. Uh, so no one's trying to hurt anyone, but things can happen with uh, being under anesthesia. That's just a fact. I personally have been under it twice and it was a lovely experience. If I could get it to uh, just sleep for a week because I need it desperately, <laughs> I'd take a little. Anyway, this is going in an irresponsible tangent. Um, so yeah, so that's also been going on. So we've been dealing with that personally. And also my dad has to go in for another procedure next week. He will not be going under anesthesia. He will never be going under anesthesia ever again for as long as he is still with us. But you know, it's, uh, it's triggering to go back to a place where you went through a trauma. So we're hopefully, we're hoping there's no kind of relapse or anything. So I just really need to be focused on that. Being present for my dad and my mom, supporting my mom and seeing if this is something that is dementia and that we're going to have to make a plan to deal with and, you know, get the best resources for that. Or if it's something that is going to continue to fade away, because that's what happens when you have these, I don't even really know what to call it, um, anesthesia kind of bad reactions. This, it can just take, you know, six years a month, six years a month, six months a year, <laughs> I'm so rusty, to uh, to leave or even longer sometimes, especially if the patient was much older, which my dad is, but he looks great and he's doing great and physically he's really good. And they're, they've are they really been coping with quarantine very well and I'm very proud of them. So yeah, that's been going on. And oh, I will say too, when I posted about it in the group and people were like, I'm going to light a candle for you or do a ritual or a spell or meditate on it or just send you good vibes, there was the next day already like a market improvement. So Y'all are magic and you always you always nail it. So thank you so much for supporting me with that. Okay, so let's circle back. Speaking of support. <clears throat> if you don't know, if you if you haven't caught an episode where I've said it before, if you just heard it once but put it out of your mind, if it doesn't really matter to you because it's something that shouldn't matter because race shouldn't be a huge issue, although it is, um, I'm black. Hi, (laughs) I am a black woman. I am very proudly a black woman. I know sometimes because I uh, have light skin privilege, people will, and let me not say, when I say light skin privilege, I don't mean I am privileged to be light skin. I mean that the world looks at me a different way because I am more closely resembling someone who is white. And that is a tenet of white supremacy, right? So because I have light skin privilege, And because I'm a very pale, fair person, people will look at me a lot of times and assume, especially online when you're just seeing like a little profile picture of me, they will assume I am either white or I am uh, a non-black person of color. Let me, I am here to dispel those rumors. (laughs) Are people having like secret online rumor talks about this? I don't know. But I am a black woman. I have two black parents. I am proudly black before I am anything in this world, I am a black person and I'm a black woman and I would not trade that for anything in the world. And uh, to go along with that, black lives matter. And I, I can't say it enough and I can't think it enough. And you know, it's not something that we should be adopting now in, in um, response to George Floyd. It's something that should go without saying. But I want to make sure that I say it clearly and loudly on this podcast. I'm a black woman. You are listening to a podcast done by a black woman. And black lives matter. And my black life matters. And so if you have a problem with any of those four things, I am just going to politely and kindly and truly, from a place that is not angry or bitter or malicious, I'm going to invite you to get the hell out of here (laughs) because if you have a problem with me being black, or if you cannot agree with the simple fact that black lives matter and we deserve to not be murdered by police and we deserve to not be the victims of systemic racism and we deserve to finally shed this bullshit legacy of racism that stems from literal literally the time that we were enslaved from this country and we're still feeling the like reverberations repercussions of that now then i don't want you here and that's it <laughs> that that is it uh i can't i can't have this space that i have created that i think is so beautiful and so lovely and full of people that genuinely have good hearts and then allow people that fundamentally oppose my existence and my safety and that of my friends and my family and of my, my literal sisters and brothers and my sisters and brothers in, in my culture and in my race. So yeah, uh, I always say this isn't a political podcast and then I say something really political. So that is my statement on Black Lives Matter right now, in the past, in the present, forever going forward. I am black. I love being black. I am proud to be black and my life matters and all black lives matter. And if you can't get down with that, then feel free to excuse yourself. It's certainly not going to hurt my feelings. It's, it's, it's not going to hurt my feelings. (laughs) Anything It's going to put me in a better mood. It's not going to hurt my feelings and it's not going to hurt our coven because we do not tolerate racism. And I'm going to tell you, there's a few people that have left the Facebook group. When I put up, I don't this I'm black and this is not a space for racists. A couple of people left, and I guess in some circumstance I should be like, oh, people are leaving. Like, uh, no, I don't want you here if you're racist. How how could I, a black woman, want you here if you're racist? So, I'm sure I'm going to get some reviews where people are going to say she is being too political. And I thought this was about witchcraft. And no, no, no. number one, being a witch is political. Okay, we are people that have been persecuted and killed. And I, I, let let me not go on that tangent, persecuted and marginalized and outcasted from society simply for who we are and what we believe and what we do. If you have to fight for your rights, then you are in a political position. That is something that is political. If you have people that would see you dead rather than give you rights, that is political. Being a witch is something that's political because how many of you are in the witch, or sorry, in the broom closet because you know that you will be persecuted if you come out. You'll be disowned by your family. That is a political position to be in. Is it the same thing as being Black and being Black in America? Absolutely not. There is nothing that is comparable to that, okay? But if someone has an issue with me making political Uh, talking about politics in a way that it relates to my own existence and not just always it's going to be about me being black or me being a woman. You know how many feminist tangents I'm – I could name this podcast Feminist Tangent. Like, honestly, (laughs) I really could. Um, But, you know, I'm going to make political statements about witches too. Hello, what do you think the whole, like, Salem witch trial and witch trials episodes we did were about? So, again, if you have a problem with things being political around here at times, it's not – how many times has it really been? You know, a handful in 60 episodes. But if you take issue with that and you're gonna go and complain and write a review about how this is political and she doesn't like white people or something, because, which, how do you go from, I'm very proud to be black and black lives matter to, uh, she doesn't like white people. Of course I like white people. I love white people like not to be like, oh my friend my some of my best friends are white, but some of my best friends are white. I've dated white people. I have white people in my family. Like of course I love white people. I love Asian people. I love like like I love everyone. So it's just I'm I'm laughing at this point because I have gotten through the first few days you know with COVID where I was like it's like going through a grieving process. So being black in America every day comes with its own traumas and so its own microaggressions, its own racist incidents that you have to live with. But with this George Floyd thing in particular and the way that it compounds our trauma and it triggers you, I do kind of get to this point after I go through the initial mourning period where I'm like, things are absurd. How are people like you? It's like you're just trying to process the cognitive dissonance of it all. How do people get from Black Lives Matter? If I say that, then what I'm really saying is white lives don't matter. I saw someone post that people saying black lives matter means that uh, Jewish lives don't matter and white lives don't matter. What? What? Like, oh my God. That says so much more about the person receiving how the phrase sounds to them versus the, per- the person saying it. It's just, it's insane. So yeah, I really am at this point where Am I angry? Hell yes. I've been angry my whole life. Am I sad? Yeah. Am I channeling all that into resistance and rebellion and protest and donations and just dragging people for absolute filth who are coming forward and continuing to be racist in the face of all of this? Absolutely. But also there is kind of this like I'm I'm not in a place where I'm just I'm just destroyed and I'm crying every day. I'm in a place where I'm doing all the things that I can and encouraging others to do all the things that I that they can and also being like, look at this idiot over here. <laughs> what the hell are they talking about? So anyway, all this to say, I know this is very jumbled, but I just want to get across. The podcast is on hiatus for right now. It will be because when I got that intuition to pull back, it's because I I guess I, I knew in some way this was coming and I had to harness everything about myself into fighting this fight because this is what's important. The fact that we are actually being supported like never before. We're having allies join us like never before. Non-black people are getting it like never before. And so I have to be as present as possible for that because this could be the time that it actually ends. This could be the time that it actually changes. You know, like I said, my dad's 79 and he has lived in this racism his entire life. Both both of my parents are older than Ruby Bridges, which means both of my parents are older than integration of schools. Just, just sit with that for a second. I'm only 33 for my parents to be that age. You know, and so I don't want my dad or my mom leaving this, sorry, I don't want my dad or my mom leaving this earth and leaving in the same racist bullshit that they had to endure as children and as young adults and as adults and how is is well, my mom's not elderly, she'll call me if I say that, but <laughs> as my, you know, my dad is, I don't want them to not see that change happen. So I have to put all of myself into that. So that is why the podcast is on hiatus plus my dad's surgery is coming up. Plus, he's dealing with some stuff, and I just got to be for, there for my family. Um, but, yeah, that's where we are. I am black. Black Lives Matter. Again, if you don't agree, please see yourself out. Uh, it doesn't hurt my feelings. It's not going to hurt the rest of the coven's feelings. You are not a good fit for us anyway. And, uh, yeah, sometimes I am going to say political things, which if you've listened to the podcast, you should know that by now. All right. I don't know what I've actually said in the last 15 minutes, but uh, I just – I really, really felt compelled to say that. And also, uh, I don't want to... Y'all, I have posted so many times about how to be a good ally, about realities of being black and the black experience, that if you really want to read that stuff, you can go to my Instagram or you can go on my Twitter. I have, And I've been sharing donation. I'll I'll do it in this episode notes. Donation links after donation links, um, petition links. We have to get Breonna Taylor's murderers arrested. We have to go back and reopen so many cases. Tamir Rice would have been 18 this year. Like, I know so many, <clears throat> I swear I'm not crying. I'm getting, like, my throat's going out because I haven't recorded in such a long time. But um, Tamir Rice would have been 18 this year. And I know so many of us remember that case, and it seems so long ago. And that baby would still have not been an adult in the time that has passed. And I really want us to all sit with that it is unconscionable and is unexcusable. And we have to do something about police brutality because an unchecked system of police brutality right now is affecting black people and it is our lives in danger. But let me tell you for a hundred percent fact, when people that are in a position of power abuse it, it will affect all of us. So when I posted something and I said, look at Breonna Taylor's face, I know there's this movement, say her name, say her name, absolutely, because black women especially and like black trans women and men especially are so ignored when it comes to these issues. And we do see the face of black men more so, which, you know what, whatever, whatever lights the fire in people to understand that racism is bad point blank. And it's not something we should even be debating fine. You know, whatever you have to do, but I want people to not just say her name, but I want you to see her face and understand that that could be you. It could be your child. It could be your loved one. It could be your best friend. It could be your significant other. Because if we have a system where police, pre- y'all, the Buffalo police knocked over a 75 year old man and let and kept him, uh, let him bleed from the head on the ground. Like there are white allies out there fighting this fight with us that are getting shot in the eye with rubber bullets and dying of asthma attacks because of tear gas. This is something that affects all of us, and we have to all take the steps to get these systems in check, or we'll all be Rihanna Taylor. You know what I mean? So I know you think, I know it's easy to think it's not your problem, but something this momentous and something that has to do with people that have absolute power in this country, or they don't necessarily have absolute power. They are backed by the absolute power in this country and they have access to military grade weapons and carte blanche to pretty much do whatever they want, it will eventually become a problem for all of us. And when I say a problem, I mean something that is life or death. I forgot how I got on this tangent. Um, I mean, it's not a tangent, it's related to everything I'm talking about, but I'm just saying, oh, that's it. I'm, um, so I'll put petition links for Tamir and for Tamla, I believe is her name. She's the woman that went to a sleepover and then was found dead the next morning. It's just... Oh, gosh, uh, it's just been such a traumatic time and black people don't even have time to process our trauma right now because we're just trying to fight for people to give a damn about our lives. And so please, if you believe it, and if you are here and you're going to stick with this, because everything I said earlier, didn't rub a, rub you the wrong way. And if it did rub you the wrong way, I'll say before you see yourself out of the door, um, I want you to really sit with that for a second and ask yourself why. Why does, why does me thinking racism should be eradicated and that, uh, the police and the government should have checks and balances in place to, or be defunded so that there's not this absolute power that endangers all of us and that black lives matter. And that me being a black woman, if all of that bothers you, I really want you to ask yourself why, because therein lies their problem. It ain't black people. Okay. But, um, if you're still here and you're supporting, please sign uh, the donate, uh, sign the donations. I'm so rusty. Sign the petitions. I'm going to link below. Please donate. Please protest. Please march. Please stand between us. If you see that the cops are approaching, because, you know, a lot of the times, not a lot of the times, your white privilege will shield you in ways that it never, uh, we don't, we don't have access to white privilege, right? So we will never be shielded in the ways that, that you will be. So please stand between us. And, you know, give a damn, and care, and call, and write letters, and say we're mad as hell, and we're not going to take it anymore, because we can't take it anymore. All right, so that 20-minute spiel of who knows what I said, because I really just started and started talking, which I know is how I run every episode anyway. Um. Oh, and, and I do want to say, uh, from the, the few times I posted... Did I already say this? I don't know. I'll just say it again. Um, from the few times I posted in the Facebook group, I was really proud to see that a lot of you were already there that you were already protesting you're already donating you are already saying black lives matter you were already putting the message out there i know some of us have like become personal friends on facebook and i'm just so proud of what i'm seeing you post and please 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 keep it up please we we need everyone to care that racism ends you know <laughs> like we need everyone too and the work has to come from non-Black people because racism is not our problem. Racism is something that we suffer the repercussions of and we are oppressed by and it's our burden, but it's not our problem. Racism is a problem that needs to be solved in non-Black communities. And so every time you tell your racist uncle or your racist grandma or your racist best friend or your racist best friend's boyfriend, whomever, to shut the hell up and they don't know what they're talking about and this is what it actually is and don't quote, these false black-on-black statistics and these false statistics about we're, welfare in this country and all that that people use to subjugate and to degrade black people, you are doing good work. And so I really encourage, listen, I know it might be 5%, maybe not even 5%, it might be 2% of you that are like, well, I think all lives matter and white lives matter. So I'm leaving. And wh- why is this about black people? And meh, because that's how you sound to me. <laughs> like if you if you literally can't say black lives matter and you have a rebuttal to that and you can't support me as a black woman, that's how you sound to me. Ridiculous. Um, I know it's going to be a few people and that is fine by me and leave your little, uh, reviews. I, it don't, it does not hurt my feelings. It, it never will. And I'm sure there's people going to leave reviews when they see them because no one rides like my baddies do. And they're going to be like, don't listen to this bullshit. This podcast is awesome. Mickey's amazing. So I'm not pressed about it. Trust me. But, um, those of you that are going to stay, the 98, 97% of you that are going to stay, continue to do this work with us. I'm really proud of what I've been seeing so far. And I know that you support me. You don't support me just because I'm a black woman, but you you support me as a black woman. And that means a lot to me. Okay. What did I just talk about? I, I know for the most part, um, feathers ruffled appropriately. <laughs> so well, let's move on just a little bit. I figured since I'm recording anyway, I should just do... Um, a little witchy segment on self-care because I do want to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves. And that is especially for my black witches. Okay. Um, I think something that, and this isn't me criticizing, this is just a, Hey, uh, just so you know, cause I think people get so outraged and they're so frustrated in their outrage that you, you do it before you think about the impact it will have on black people. But it is very, very, very traumatizing for black People, especially Black Americans, where this is happening every... Like, it's police are brutalizing people at police brutality protests. Huh? What the hell? (laughs) But it is very triggering for us to see one of us being murdered. Extremely. I, I haven't watched that video of George Floyd because I can't. Because... And this is the part why I might cry. I see his face. And I see my dad. And I see my brothers. And my cousins. And... My friends, and I know that there are all these tall, strong, beautiful black men, and it's just going to take the wrong cop on the wrong day that something like that could happen to them, and I don't want to see him be in that position, and to know that you're dying, and to see the life leave his body, and him calling for his mom, like, I haven't even watched the video, and it affects me in this way, and I really hate crying on podcasts, so I'm Sorry. I always am like a Kelly Catrone, like if you have to cry, take it outside. But I haven't watched the video because just thinking about it and just seeing his face does this to me. And that's what, this is what it does to black people. <laughs> this is what it genuinely does. And so to see that shared all the time and then to see pictures of Brianna Taylor and to see pictures of like Tamir Rice, Tamir, Rice, Tamir Rice's little sweet 12 year old angelic face. It just it compounds and it's traumatizing and it's traumatic. And we have to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves in the best way that we can um, seeing that kind of stuff because people aren't going to stop sharing it. And I understand why you want to share it, right? Because the only way we get justice and action in this country is because people are seeing this. And that also is like mind blowing that we have to have recorded evidence that the police are murdering black people for people to be like, Oh, Okay, and even then, like in George Floyd's case, we have the coroner who's saying, oh, well, he had underlying medical issues. Are you, bitch, what? Like, sorry to use that word, but what? Like, what do you mean someone kneeled on his neck for eight minutes? Sorry, I'm so sniffling now because I was crying. But someone was leaning on his neck for eight minutes. Like, obviously, that's what killed him. You know, it's just like the whole system is working together to to not give us the justice that we are due at this point. And so, yeah, I, I, know, I know it's outrage, and I know you want to share pe- – I know you want other people to see it. I know in some cases if you're, like, arguing with racist people – and you're trying to make your point, you're like, well, look at this. How can you explain this? How can you defend this? How can you excuse this? But just be very cognizant of the fact that saying things like that are very triggering to and very traumatic to black people that already deal with trauma just in our day-to-day lives. And also, um, please, if you if you see racism, confront it. You have my permission, okay? As your witch mom, as your black witch mom, which is a whole other level, you have my permission to don't be afraid to confront racism. Don't be complicit in it. If you see one of your friends from middle school and y'all just happen to be a Facebook friend saying some wild thing about, uh, you know, black people are savages and crooks and criminals or some shit like that, then absolutely say something. But you don't always have to take a screenshot of that and post it in a Facebook group full of uh, black people as well and be like, look what this person said, because to us, We already know what people say and think about us, you know, and to see it confirmed over and over again, it just, it does something to you. And at the end of the day, I feel like I don't even remember anything I've done that day because I'm so exhausted. And I feel like I've just been fighting a fight, not just over the past two weeks and not just in the past you know, uh, since black lives matter as, as, uh, organization emerged, but my whole life, like I remember the first time someone was racist to me, I was seven and they asked me if I was black or if I was tan. And I said, no, I'm black because even though I am very, you know, uh, a lot of people think I'm not black. So I get, <laughs> amazingly, I get asked that question all the time. Cause I guess it's appropriate for people to inquire about your race and be very obsessed with it and not just see you as a human being. But, um, I would get it all the time and I would always say I'm black. I'm proud to be black. I have two black parents that have instilled in me that being black is the coolest, and it is the coolest. I love it, and so um, not to say other races being other races aren't cool. it's you know, but being black is awesome, and I live in a world in a system where everyone well, not everyone, but the effects of white supremacy are for me to think that being black is disgusting and dirty and embarrassing and something I should shy away from and try to elevate myself to this ideal of whiteness, right. So I, I told her I was black, and she was like my best friend at the camp. And then um, the, after that, she never spoke to me again. <laughs> never. I She was my best friend at the camp. It was a zoo camp at Baton Rouge Zoo, and we were together every day. And uh, then she asked me if I was black or really tan, and I said I'm black. And also, uh, to be fair, I was darker when I was little. And then as I got older, it just drained out of my body. I don't know. I'm trying to get it back. I don't know what the hell happened. Uh, I would love to not be as uh, fair as I am because like I get sunburned and shit now. That never used to happen. But um yeah, I was seven and she was my friend one day and the next day she wasn't because I told her my truth that I was proud of, that I was black. And that was the first time I experienced racism. Black people, I know y'all have seen this tweet going around. Black people, white people, like the privilege of being white is that you have to learn about racism and not experience it. Every black person you know has a story about the first time someone was racist to them. So the first time someone called them the N-word. The first time someone called them dirty or a monkey or uh, wouldn't play with them. Or that person's parents said they couldn't come to the house. Or they couldn't come inside the house. Or come to the slumber party. We, we all have those stories. And ugh, as if my allergies aren't bad enough every episode. Now I'm like <laughs> uh, like crying nose issues. This, y'all are going to love this. Okay. <laughs> sorry everyone out there with auditory issues. Which I have myself. So I'm very sorry. I'm not sorry for crying. I'm sorry that I'm like. <clears throat> <laughs> but um, yeah. Everyone has a story like that. And to think from age seven, the first time I came online about, oh, this person doesn't like me because I'm black to age 33 of, oh, this cop murdered this person because they're black and there are people that are defending that. And I'm seeing, I'm actually reading people defend it. And I know that you're showing me this because you either want to be like, what's the right thing to say? Or because you want to say, look what I did to this person. I took them down. I get that. But be really careful about your black friends right now and the black people in your life and be really careful with your fellow black witches because we're fucking going through it. And you know, I don't really use hard curse words on this podcast, but I have used all of them in this episode. (laughs) All right, for real, we're going to stop there. I am going to do Patreon shout outs because overwhelmingly and beautifully, uh, people have still been contributing to Patreon, even though I just disappeared for a minute. And I do want to say, um, so I am still going to be taking some time off. I just really wanted to come on and talk today, uh, because it was necessary. And I'm just kind of following, not just kind of, I am following my intuition. When I felt like I had to stop to prepare for this that was coming, I stopped and I felt like I needed to talk today. So I talked. So let's do our Patreon shout outs real quick. And then we're going to get into witchy self care. And then I'm going to go back into just screaming at the top of my lungs that Black Lives Matter and uh, finding people. That don't agree with me <laughs> but I'm not putting all my energy into that I'm, I'm really putting my energy into education putting words out there donating protesting all of that wonderful stuff so when I say I'm fighting with racists on the internet it's just like a little tiny bit at this point <laughs> I've already done all that trust me all right so let's do our patreon shout outs my voice quality is truly going down by the second because I have been <laughs> practicing talking and I haven't been talking to anyone. So I'll just write it out with me. I'm sorry. All right. So thank you to the 38 remaining Patreon baddies. Y'all are amazing. Um, Brittany, Jamie, Cala, Lauren, Cassandra, Adam, Bryn, Kelly, Kimberly, Sarah, Noling, Emily, Brittany, Heidi. Why aren't you showing me more Patreon? What are you doing? Oh my gosh. Uh, Garusu. Oh, I haven't seen you before. Let me know if I said your name right. Welcome. Ashley S, Lena, Jennifer, Fiona, Melissa, Brandy, Allison, Tabby, Teresa, Jenna, Sarah, Teresa S, Lauren, Vanessa, Alex, Sasha, Brett, Megan, Elizabeth, Carla, Shannon, Brie, Amanda, and Maria. Is that all my peeps? Yes, that's all of you. Okay, so Patreon, switches. assist. You can see how not how I haven't just been in this at all. Patrons, I didn't know it was two pages now. Sorry about that. But thank you to all of you. I am, of course, still honoring um your pledges and your, uh your what's it called, reward levels. So if you have, you know, your re- your three card reading or your um, angel card reading or a goddess card, your, S- your yes, no question, that's what I'm trying to say, whatever it is, of course, still will message me. I'm still honoring all of those. It may take me a little bit longer than usual because, you know, fighting the power, but I will get back to you. I'm definitely honoring those. I don't want you to just be giving your money and not getting the thing that you are supposed to get in exchange. So yeah, thank you so much. Uh, I can't believe there's still 38 people. I'm still expecting it to be zero, (laughs) but I really appreciate it. Especially because like everything is just going out now. Like it's just, it's just being donated and, and given to food banks. Yes, sorry. This is a, a tangent again, but um, if you are still looking for places to donate to, and you like, oh, I did Black Lives Matter. I did, you know, the GoFundmes for Brianna and I did the one for George, and I did all the bail funds. Um, a, a really good thing is to still just support your local food banks because we're still in a pandemic, and people need them to be able to fuel themselves to go out there and fight the good fight—not just for Black people, but for all of us. Because again, unchecked system is something we have to, we have to. I we just, we just do. So yeah, if you're still looking into your local food banks, I'm still giving my money there too. So I really appreciate it because, you know, before it was about like supporting the podcast and that's great. You know, podcasts are a lot of work and they do, they take support and it helps a lot when you have support from people, but then it really became about, Oh, I'm not working. So in Corona, it's really great. And now it's really just, let's pay it forward. So, uh, yeah, anything that y'all are giving, It's it's so even more. I I didn't think I could appreciate it more, but hello, here we go. I actually do. And um, there have still been some merch orders, which is cuckoo bananas. Like I like who y'all are amazing. So sorry, I'm getting overwhelmed. Uh, duh. Um, But any merch orders as well. They're just getting paid for it. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. And let's get on to some witchy self care. And like I said especially for my black witches out there right now. I got you. Let's do some stuff that I've been trying to put into my practice, but it's for everyone. We're all going through it. We're all, you know, I I will say, I don't understand what it's like to have racist friends. And well, (laughs) that's not true. I understand. I understood what it was like to have racist friends at one point. I don't know what it's like anymore for years now, but I don't know what it's like to have a racist family member. And I'm not comparing our trauma to like the trauma of having that but that has to be hard you know if you're a white person if you're a non-black person of color that has to be really hard for it to be like your mom or your dad to hear them say all lives matter or to hear them say white lives matter or and again this the debate about this it shouldn't even be a debate of course all lives matter it goes without saying that all lives matter the problem is that black lives are the ones in danger that's why we say black lives matter because we want people to believe it and care care about it you know but or if you have parents that say the N word and just watch Fox news 24 hours a day and, and just regurgitate what that propaganda they're given. I can't imagine how hard that is. And I'm sure you need an escape for that too. So even though I'm highlighting and calling out my, my black witches right now and, and my sister is in black witchcraft, it, it's not, I'm not trying to exclude anyone is, you know, basically what I mean to this podcast has always been inclusive from day one. It always will be inclusive. You know, what your gender is, what your race is, what your, your, ability is what your sexual orientation is your age I don't care I just hear that you have a good heart and you believe that my life matters and that you believe that I, I'm not just one of the good ones you know you believe that all black life is sort of something and i I think almost all of you do believe that and and as I already said that and I'll say it again so yeah'm I'm, I'm not saying this episode is just for black witches absolutely not It is as inclusive as all the other episodes having racist friends friends. <laughs> Having racist friends and family members has to be hard to deal with, especially when it's someone like in your own home and you're hearing that just horrible stuff and you're, you're fighting the good fight, especially like shout out to any Gen Z witches out there. Y'all are killing it. Oh my gosh. All of you teenagers, are there teens that listen to this? It's fine. I don't say that much crazy stuff, like w- bad stuff. <laughs> I mean, I will say a lot of bad stuff. It's bad witch. But I don't say anything just over the line but um any teen which is out there that listen to this and feel like this is a safe space especially for you I'm so proud of you because I have just been seeing teenagers getting out there getting on the front line like y'all have lost out on so much of this year that for a lot of was like your senior year of high school and these like years you can't get back and you're like well you know let that be damned right now we're gonna organize protests and we're gonna donate and we're gonna call out our family and we're gonna post it online and we're gonna show how much we care so I'm so proud of you teen you teen witches out there I'm especially proud of you. But yeah, um, everyone fighting the good fight, we all need to participate in witchy self-care. So that is what we're going to talk about um, and just a few things that I am doing for myself. And then we're going to chill out for the rest of the day. I'm actually going to just post this as soon as it's done Um, because, you know, you haven't gotten an episode in a while, so why wait till Wednesday? And I hope you all practice the things that I'm going to share with you and add it into your routine. Uh, I know we just got past the full moon because (laughs) I got my period. Yay! (laughs) You know you think? Going through a pandemic and uh, a race war and uh, open rebellion, maybe all of our periods would just give us a break for a second and be like, you know what? I got this one. Well, I'll give you a credit and no one has to menstruate right now. But no, no, no. Here it is on top of everything else. So, number one, meditate. Obviously, <laughs> it's meditate. Meditation brings us back down to a place where we can clear out everything, you know, once we practice and I know no one's been doing it, I'm going to say I haven't been doing it. How can you, how do you slow down your brain? But that's the exact reason we should be doing it to slow down our brain, to focus on breathing, to clear everything else and just clear everything out and just exist in this space where you can do the work if you want to start dealing with the trauma that you're dealing with and start to address those triggers, but also where you can just have complete quiet, and you can just have this blank space where you don't have to take in anything. You don't have to expel anything. You're just in this even, even like, uh, like centered place, you know, where there's no extremes either way. And you're just existing and you're just breathing and you're focusing on this one moment so meditation of course Uh, you know i always love insight timer i no no sponsorship i always love insight timer and i uh really always like to have a guided meditation because that's just how my very add brain works i have to have something to focus on or i'll focus on all of the things (laughs) so um one that i really like is a chakra one which i've shared before in the group and also we're going to circle back to chakras in a little bit so it's a good Uh, let's see, I don't know how I counted them out, but when I talk about the chakras again, let's just keep meditation in the back of our head, that that is a good time to join those two together. So if you kind of need a little "Mm" in your meditation, you're like, well, I need to like incorporate my crystals or I need to do it in the bath or I need to do it, you know, with a voice, with a guide, with some music, that's okay. Do it however you need to do it. But it's really just about finding that escape and being able to close out everything about the world, except for just your existence. And just knowing that you're perfect in your existence and you're doing the best that you can. And that, of course, you deserve good, as always. And, you know, not the thing is, we can't shut everything out. And it's so tempting to be like, la, 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 I don't hear this, I don't see this. But you can't because you have to be on the right side of history right now. And, you know, always, obviously. And you have to be out there and be aware because, again, this is something that is going that, that is affecting all of us, even though it doesn't presently seem like it's affecting all of us. Um, so, yeah, number one is meditation. That is one of the most important things you can do for self-care. And just listen to yourself, and you'll always be kind of amazed by the things that will be revealed to you when you embrace quiet, even if it's in a guided thing. I like to put the guided one so low that it's my subconscious listening to it rather than me actively listening to it. And I mean, a lot of times I fall asleep, (laughs) but that's good, you know, because when you're asleep, your subconscious is active and everything that's coming in, if you're focusing on um, manifesting and what you really want to do right now is manifest like safety and good conditions for the people out there protesting, it's getting into your brain either way and so maybe when you're in that unconscious state but your subconscious is active you're even propelling it more because there's no intrusive thoughts happening that's my big issue is i have intrusive thoughts and just you know oh did i remember to post this did i say this oh you know what i really want to post this next and i i, I forgot to share it you know it's just it's that constantly so to be quiet to fall asleep and then to have you know, something about manifesting, something about aligning your chakras, your body can do the work for you. You don't always have to be so present of mind. Just let yourself heal. So yes, of course, meditation. Number one. Number two, I'm going to give you housework. <laughs> You're like, Mickey, this is not self-care. <laughs> promise it is. So from our Tool Time episode, we know that we have our handy dandy besom, And that is your, I was about to say your rug. No, it's your broom. Gosh, I'm so cuckoo right now. It's your broom. And what I want you to do, um, you know, not a bad idea to do it all over the house as long as it's not going to damage anything. But especially in the, the places where you spend the most time, your bedroom, anywhere you sleep, you always want to protect the most, right? Because we're vulnerable in our sleep. But also anywhere that you just spend the bulk of your time. Because... You know, when you're, you're sitting in one space for a long time and all of that energy is like manifesting above your head, it really does create the mood and the, the mood and the attitude. The mood. I mean, it does affect your attitude if the mood is off. But like the mood and the atmosphere for... Uh, for where you are, it it just collects and it projects from our body. Especially as witches, we're just throwing out shit all the time. Our vibes and what we radiate is so strong. I mean, how many of us know that we can affect the temperature of a room? And I don't mean like hot and cold. I mean like hot and cold. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you walk in, and either it's like everything, all the sunshine has been added, or all the air has been sucked out. So, uh, yeah, you have to make sure that you're cleaning. And literally sweeping the bad energy out so you can let the good energy, you can let the good energy manifest. It's, you know, manifesting good energy and not festering bad energy. So here's your housework. (laughs) I would make just a simple um, sea salt mixture with maybe a little, little, little bit of grated cinnamon sprinkled on top. And if you would like, I would spray that with Agua de Florida. Sorry, I always say that. So like not beautifully in Spanish, but I don't want to attempt a Spanish accent and just butcher it. But, um, you know, Agua de forida. Is that better? Is that good? I don't know. It's such a beautiful, like <laughs> a beautiful name, but I don't want to not say it melodically enough. But yeah, I would spritz it down with that and uh, I would sprinkle it. On your floor, you know, we've talked about doing our floor washes before. You can also do your floor sprinkles. It's the same thing. So my mom is a clean freak, right? And so uh there is a long history in their house of sprinkling down all the rugs and then backing me back up. Same thing, but just witch style. So you're gonna take your mixture and send, you know, uh salt and florida water to I could also just say Florida water, could I? Duh. Florida water to protect and to cleanse, sorry, to cleanse. And uh, Florida water and cinnamon to protect, you know, I'm like the biggest proponent of cinnamon ever. I love it. I have it next to the bed. Remember I told you I made um, one next to my dad's bed and I put a black tourmaline stone in the middle to kind of ward off bad, nasty energies that were coming around and figures that were, we have a a little bit of a shadow uh, person problem in this house right now, but I'll get into that in another episode. It's like, how much can you take? But you know, I'm actively getting rid of them or pushing them back to where they need to go. It's a, if y'all really want to hear the story, I will maybe make another kind of quick episode. This isn't even a quick episode uh, to tell you about it, but basically they're like in our attic and they keep coming down. It's a whole thing. We'll talk about it another time. But yeah, I have the cinnamon and the black turmoil. Wait, did I put black line or did I put obsidian? I'm pretty sure it's black line. but you know, your, all your good old black stones are protection stones and they are like shielding stones, especially black turmoil. So you can put that in there. And um, yeah, so cinnamon for protection. I am like the biggest fan of that ever. <clears throat> goodbye boys. No, I don't need you anymore for this episode. So yeah. Um, I would have my salt, my cinnamon sprinkled on top, like a delicious convection and my, uh, Florida water spritz it all together. And you don't want to make it super damp. Cause again, you don't want to uh, damage anything. And Florida water base is going to be an alcohol. So if it's going to strip color away or like, don't, don't mess up your house over me. Uh, but just, you know, correct proportions, just to spritz it, just to give it a nice little smell and to give it those energetic properties. We're definitely going to want to rub our hands over it, place our hands into it, you know, make the connection and generate the heat from our body and what we're manifesting into it, which is cleansing and protecting. Sprinkle it all over your floor. And I promise you it's going to smell really good. So like you get to energetically clean, but you also have this amazing smelling space, which I think that helps. It really does literally like help lift your mood. You know, that's a whole principle behind like aromatherapy. Well, one of them and using our oils and our herbs is that it literally has a tangible effect on you, especially as witches. Like, we're so connected to the earth anyway. So, you're gonna let it sit. You know, if you want to do like a mini circle in that area and do a little bit of spell work to bring an extra protection and extra cleansing, absolutely go for it. If you want to break out um, whatever you're using for cleansing with smoke. Uh, I would definitely go for that. You know what I'm really into recently is lemongrass. I don't, it, It's like the freshest thing to me. I don't know if that's just because, again, my mom's a clean freak. And so I'm having a major like pine salt connection, like pine salt and lemon pledge. <laughs> lemongrass has really been the one I've been focusing on lately. But, you know, a lavender is also really good. And, you know, just smoke it out push it out, open the doors, open the windows, push everything out. And after you've let it sit, if you've, you know, cast a circle, close your circle, all of that good stuff, lay on the floor and ground if you need to, you know, a little salt never hurt anyone. Well, I mean, unless you have an allergy to salt, but then don't do that. And then get your besom and we're gonna, you know, like so much of witchcraft we've talked about before is figurative and it's literal. And so, yeah, of course we want to sweep the energies out while you're literally sweeping the salt mixture out. So sweep it all out, sweep it out the door and let everything that is traumatizing you and triggering you and negative to you and holding you down and putting you in a space where you feel like you can't do anything, like you're almost numb, let all that leave with it. And then in this new, fresh, bright space where we've let the light in again and we let the fresh air in again and we've moved out the festering energy or any spirits, you know, we've talked about this so much, but negative feelings attract negative entities, you know, they're like, mm, is that like, is that like a little depression and anger I taste in the air? Let me go see over right there because that's pretty delicious. That's like my favorite thing to gobble on. And so yeah, the more you're in the space where you're dwelling in these certain emotions, the more you're manifesting, the more you're manifesting it kind of like to hang above your own head. But also the more you're drawing in and attracting these figures. And, you know, you might not want dark figures around you. Some people use them in their practice. Some people don't. I definitely don't. You know how I feel. I'm like, get the hell up out of here. You're not paying any bills. You're not welcome here so I'm like, no, no, no. So the more that those energies are attached to you, the more they're like, "Mm, well, let me get some of that like delicious anxiety. That tastes so good to me. And you're going to start seeing shit, like go pop off in your house and you're going to have to really be like, no, get the hell out of here. You're not welcome. So yeah, it's really good to get your best and just sweep it out, literally sweep it out, clean your space, cleanse your space, protect your space, you know? So that's going to be number two. And then for number three, we are going to make a witch's brew, (laughs) which couldn't be easier. So for me, currently, the one that I'm really doing is a lavender tea. Um, I say lavender because as we know, lavender has like all kinds of calming and relaxing properties. And also, I'm just one of those people that I love the taste of lavender. I got a little bit of that thing in me where I really like soapy taste. (laughs) I don't know what that is. (laughs) It's so weird. But I really love like a soapy... Lavender kind of flat. I don't, you know what I mean? That taste, it's like I don't know, it's really hard to explain, but I love it. Although I do hate cilantro, I have that gene where I can't stand the way it tastes, but yeah, I I love a lavender like a kind of you know what lavender tastes like. I don't have to go into all of my quirks, (laughs) but what you do is very simple you just get your cauldron, make sure. That you have edible food safe grade lavender, and you're going to uh, boil your water in your cauldron or a heat safe dish if you don't have that. You are going to put it in there, you're going to let it steep in the water, and then you're going to strain the flowers out, and voila! I also like to add a little honey because, you know, I am like the honey witchcraft queen. I love honey, I use it into it with everything. Honey, dill, and lavender are like the three constants in my witchcraft and in my life. And so I will always add in a little honey. Um, because i always am of the idea of anytime you add honey to something you're sweetening it right and so you're literally again sweetening it so it's more palatable for you but you're also sweetening what you're bringing to your body you're sweetening your energy you're sweetening the way that you're treating yourself you're sweetening this moment that you're taking for your self care so yeah just uh, you know just like you make any other tea put the flowers in there or if you can get lavender tea packs hell even better i don't know if you have time to go out and forage your own lavender There's a pandemic going on, but if you can get it to you, if you have someone local, especially a local black witch business. Oh, I found, uh, I found on Twitter a black owned, what is it called? With the bees. I was going to say a buzzery. That's not right. I'm losing it. What is it called? You know, beekeepers. Uh, I don't, what's that called when someone has, yeah, you're all screaming it at me. Anyway, I found it. And it's black owned, so I'll put that. I'll share them as well because you know I always, I always lo- love to use honey, not just in my day to day life, but it's like so important to my magic. I use it all the time. But yeah, get your lavender, steep it, strain it, drink it. And it's not again, it's it's like the ceremony of it. It's putting your intentions into it, putting into it what you want to get out of it. You know, that's what that's what all this like intention setting stuff is about. It's you put it in because you want to reap what you're putting into something. It's reap so reap so. And also that's very intrinsic to wishes too, because we're all about the harvest and we're all about like putting things out to getting them back. So yeah, it's the ceremony of making the tea. It's letting all of the the essence from the flower release into the water. It's about the stirring. And while you're stirring the, the, um, the whole brew together and you're adding in the honey and you're speaking over it and the rhythm of the stirring is like the rhythm of our chants and the rhythms of our songs that we sing to make our magic more potent. So it's, it really is the ceremony of tea and tea making. And then taking that moment to just sit with yourself and drink it and be like, all right, if this is, if I, especially you, witch moms out there and which dads that have had your kids at home for three months straight. And you're like, I, what, why, why, why did I do this? I'm so stressed. <laughs> I just need a moment to myself. Like just, if you can just take five minutes, 10 minutes, max, whatever you can to just drink your tea and no one's saying, mom, I fell. Mom, why are you in the bathroom for so long? <laughs> I hope I'm not upsetting all of my reenactment. Mom, I'm hungry. Mom, I want McDonald's. You know, like whatever it may be. Mom, I have to go on this Zoom, cl- Zoom call. Kids not have to go on Zoom calls, but Zoom classroom. I don't know how you're doing. And like extra blessings to all of you right now because, oh my gosh. And you witches out there that are telling your kids about racism and you are having the hard talks and you're making that next generation better. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate it so much. Any witches out there that are taking your kids out there. And I I do want to say like, I think it's really important for kids to be present in this moment of history, but I also feel a little wary about black children going out there just because again, it's like the, the, the trauma of it. But also it's like, the presence of it. It's like something we have to do. But yeah, so I'm just kind of just wishing you all extra care with your kids this week. Well, not this week, but over like the past gosh, when this all started, but especially in this time period now that y'all are doing the good work and you have your kids out there and they're learning and they're doing the right thing, but also that it isn't like compounding too much for them. And they understand that they are, they are more loved than they are hated. You know what I mean? So anyway, uh, yeah, get your tea and just embrace that moment. And again, it's about the quiet. It's about the thinking. It's about the focusing on just like the, the warmth hitting your body and the smell of the lavender and the taste of the honey on your tongue, rather than, oh, I have to do these 800 things. And also I've cried seven times today. <laughs> you know, just take a step back. So if you can get those 10 minutes, hell, if you can get 30 minutes to an hour, even better. Be like, there's a game uh, called find the quarter out in the backyard. And first person that finds a quarter gets $5. And then there's no quarter and your kids are just, you know, wearing themselves out. So they come and take a nap. I don't know. I'm not a parent. That's how I would do it. <laughs> All right. So uh, we have our meditation. We have our uh, sweeping it clean with our besom and our salt and Florida water and our uh, cinnamon mixture. We have our, which is brew. And of course, if you just don't like lavender, cause you're not weird like me and enjoy soap taste. Um, you can always do the cinnamon. I love to boil down that three sticks of cinnamon. You're only supposed to really do two or one, but I like some potency. Uh, boil down your cinnamon. Uh, you have to bring it to like a quick boil and then you turn it off and then you just let it sit in the warm, hot to warm water for 45 minutes, 30 to 45 minutes. And then you drink it. You don't have to add anything to it because the cinnamon releases like a sweetness, a natural sweetness. But of course, you know, jazz it up if you want to. But oh, it tastes so good. It doesn't make enough, which is why I do three. But, um, and also you just kind of, I don't ever do measurements even though I'm not a kitchen witch, so I don't know why I'm like, and here's my recipe. But uh, I just do it to like cover the cinnamon twice. So like two levels of water. And then I bring it to a quick boil, turn it off. Don't do more than that because it'll get really bitter. And then a good 45 minute sweet, steep, you know, go watch an episode of Killing Eve and come back. You're good to go. So cinnamon's really good. Um, But it can be whatever you want. I just say lavender because the focus is on witchy self-care. And that is like the be all end all of like bringing your everything down to a shout and really bringing in relaxation and calm. So go with whatever you want. Of course, these are always, these are spell and ritual suggestions. That doesn't mean you have to do them exactly the way I say. Okay. So number four is going to be our chakra spread. And so I know we've talked about this before and we've done a whole chakra episode, but basically it's the same thing. And this is what I said. The meditation is going to come back in. And if you want to do it here, this is a great place. I am a big proponent of grounding where you just, Lay on the ground, literally, and put your spread out your fingers and put your palm face down on the ground and absorb the energy that it is offering you because it's always an energetic source for us and it really does kind of revive us, you know, and bring us back to life in the way that we've given all that we can give, and you feel just energetically drained. So I like to lay on the ground and then I place a coordinating crystal to each of my chakras, which we talked about. <sighs> I think in the Be Crystal Clear episode, we talked about it also in the chakra episode, but we're going to go over it again because in case this is your first episode, which again, hi, <laughs> what a doozy to start with. Um, I just want to review the colors and the stones I like to use so that you're not like, oh wait, what's, solar plexus again. I know that it's like red or orange or something like that. So we're going to do it real quick. So your chakra spread. <clears throat> From the bottom up, you have your root chakra I was going to try to describe the points in your body where like your root, sacral and solar plexus are, but i <laughs> trying to point it out on my own body while I'm sitting down and hunched over and I'm not doing a good job. But your root is like the base of your spine kind of area. I'll post a graphic so you can refresh yourself on <laughs> where everything is but just know we're going from like the base to the tippy top of your head okay so your root uh the coordinating color for that is red and so the stone I like to use for that is bloodstone you don't have to use the same stones I'm suggesting just as long as it coordinate coordinates corresponds to that color I like bloodstone in particular because I'm a Pisces sun and it's one of the stones that's really aligned with us but um you know a garnet a ruby a red tiger's eye there's we know there's like a thousand stone variations out there for everything. So yeah, whatever you're comfortable with, make it about you, not about, about what I'm saying, like specific instructions. So then we're moving up to our sacral and that is orange. And for that I use carnelian and then moving up to our solar plexus and that is yellow. So for yellow, I really like to use citrine. I love citrine. Uh, it's just one of my favorite stones. Yellow is my favorite color. I don't know if I've talked to you since I dyed my hair bright yellow, but hi, I did. <laughs> it was the best decision ever. It has brought a little cheer to an otherwise uh, not very cheery, cheerful world right now. But I really like a citrine. Um, a pretty yellow to- topaz would be nice. And also, oh, oh, for the, for sacral, you could also use like a tiger's eye. Cause I, I do tend to think that tiger's eye is like a golden orange, brown enough that it'll work for that chakra. Uh, so yeah, cornelian and orange for uh, sacral, sacral chakra, <laughs> and then solar plexus, yellow so citrine, uh, yellow topaz, a canary diamond. If you have one like, <laughs> there's other good yellow stones. Um, oh gosh, what is that one called? I can see it. Okay. We don't have time for this. This episode's already like going to be over an hour, even though I literally meant for it to be 30 minutes. Um, okay. And then up into your heart. So root, sacral, solar plexus, and then your heart chakra. So your, your heart chakra is represented by the color green, but of course you can swap it out for uh, like a pink or a red stone if you'd like because, you know, those are the colors that are associated with the heart and love. So I like to keep with the actual colors of the chakras. And so I do a uh, jade or malachite. Malachite's my favorite green stone. Every stone I'm describing, I stop for a second to think of another one as I'm talking, and then I'm like, emerald! Emeralds! <laughs> Why am I like, You like, so you need like a ruby, and then you need like an emerald, and then wh- who, do, who do I think I'm talking to? Kylie Jenner? Like, what's wrong with me? Um, Aventurine is also green. I believe I... Fluorite? Fluorite's green. Yeah. Oh gosh, there's another one. It's... I keep like getting flashes of them and I'm talking at the same time. So I lose them as soon as they come into my mind. But yeah, um, any greenstone, I tend to go with like the heavier, the jade, like a a jade or a malachite, because I like those more rich than the kind of minty in color greenstones or like the lighter hues. I don't know. I just, I like the deepness of it and like the depth of your heart. It's a whole thing. Uh, Yeah. So for your heart chakra, or you can also do like a rose quartz, you know, easy. We know that. And then to your throat chakra is up to your throat which is going out of me as, as we go, uh, that'll be blue. And so for that one, um, soda light, angel light. What's that other one? Uh, any kind of blue agate stone. Uh, you know, there's like, you can find an agate in almost anything. So if you want to just do like an agate sweep, go for it. A sapphire, of course, <laughs> while well, I'm naming all of my money bucks stones, Uh, is there anything, Else. A tur I see some people use turquoise for um your throat because it is like your blue as opposed to your indigo, which we're gonna get to next. I personally find turquoise to be a green stone more than a blue, but it's like a little bit too much blue and a little bit too much green for me to want to use it for my heart or my throat. But if it's something that you really love, go for it. Turquoise is amazing. It is so gorgeous. So I don't fault you for wanting to put it into your practice and lay it on your body and let it stimulate that chakra. Um, But for me, yeah, I would go for a more like explicitly strict green. But then you know what I think about it, the bloodstone that I use in my practice a lot and for my root chakra is actually almost all green. And then there's like red that peeks through like that deep, beautiful, um like blood red, really, it just kind of peeks through in places. So yeah, do as I say, not as I do. Okay. <laughs> and then... <clears throat> going up from your throat to your third eye chakra and that is indigo and so for that I use lapis lazuli because as you know it's my favorite emerald uh, my favorite emerald what's wrong with me my favorite uh crystal to pronounce (laughs) I love to say that word and it truly is the perfect like marriage between a deep purple and a deep like midnight blue so I really like to use that one and then going up into our crown chakra, which is your purple or your violet, and for that I use amethyst. You know, of course, what other purple stone? would come to your mind first? An amethyst. But um, some people like to use clear crystals for the clown. Sh- the clown chakra. Oh no, <laughs> not the clowns. No boo fools around here. For your uh, for your crown chakra, a lot of people like to use a clear stone. So you, that's a great place to do your clear quartz. Uh, or your selenite because putting resting selenite at like the, truly the top of your body and letting it radiate down and connects all the stones between from the selenite down to your bloodstone let's say if you do a red I mean a bloodstone for your red if you do bloodstone it's it is going to be like that link to connect it all and to make sure none of your chakras are being neglected right then because that's the thing like our chakras in certain parts, depending on what we pay attention to and how we are as people, some of them will be bright and brilliant and functioning perfectly. And some of them will be dim and shriveled and wrinkled up because we don't pay attention to them. i That's a problem that I have is that I live very much in the top part of my chakras. So I'm very driven by my heart and by my third eye and by my throat. Obviously I'm a talker and I use my voice a lot for life and I'm a thinker, but all the things that are supposed to not uh not weigh me down, but are supposed to harness me down. What's the word I'm trying to say? Uh, I guess harness or are supposed to keep me grounded. Basically, those are small and tiny for me because I don't ever focus anything on that, and so that's why I'm always like, la, la, la I'm just gonna follow whatever going on. But I bet if you were to, if you could cross section me and see my shot, I mean. They're not literally lit up inside your body, but you know what I mean? You can see my energy centers. Um, I bet right now my bottom ones would be really lit up because I'm being so conscious and grounded in my action for, for this revolution, you know? So um, I actually feel like I'm, I'm more weighted down than normal in a good way. It's, it's keeping me where I need to be and not just letting me move on to the next flight of whatever catches my attention. Cause that's what happens with me a lot. Pisces energy. Okay. <laughs> That's one, two, three, four, right? One, two, three, four? I think so. Okay, so number five, and this is going to be our last one for today, is a baptism. I, not not like baptism in the church. Don't worry. Not, I'm not going to make you wear a long white frilly gown, and there's not going to be a priest or pastor that holds you up and says something in Latin and sings in an off key tone. No, nothing like that. But baptism in a ceremonial sense, in the way that it is important to witches. And that is about connecting to the water. That is about, in the same way we sweep away things, it's the same as washing away things. You know, it's like all the elements are so important to us. And like smoke and air comes in and it is picking up stuff that isn't working for us and it's sweeping it in a new direction or it's bringing in something new to us and freshening things up. It's the same with water. You know, water rejuvenates us. Water is what we are made of, it is where we come from, and it's what we need to reconnect to all the time. And so I know I'm big on the self-care and the ceremonial and the ritualistic and the spell baths, right? But I really want to not just make it about the baths, but I want to make it about the baptism, which means you are going to have to go underwater. But (laughs) (laughs) listen, if you just got your hair done, wait, first of all, no one should be getting their hair done, right? Because we're still in a pandemic. I know some people are going, I'm a scaredy cat, and and until you can give me some verification somewhere that I'm not going to get this virus. I just can't go for something that is like a haircut or that's why I dyed my own hair. And also I was bored, but you know, protesting, I can, I can find the strength for that, but like a haircut, honey, I'll just be raggedy. It doesn't hurt me. (laughs) I'm raggedy all the time anyway. It's like when I have to be like a professional Instagrammer, but, um, uh, yeah, baptism, I want you to actually submerge yourself. And there's a couple reasons for that. One, I want us to let the water wash away. Again, those energies, those energies that collect above us and those energies that draw in dark entities and negativity and malevolence and evil sometimes because we're just spewing them out. And it's just like coming out of our pores because we're dealing with so much. And also I want you to submerge because you know, when you go underwater, you just hear differently there. It's I have gotten more messages just putting my head underwater than probably anywhere else in life. I don't know if that's because I am like rocking my water sign so hard and it's so present in my chart. It's like everything that dominates me. But you know, when you go underwater, even your own voice, if you can make a sound is different. Humming is different. Listening to music, everything becomes distorted in a good way or a bad way. And the messages are just I wouldn't say more clear, but they're just, you hear in a different frequency almost. And so it's not just that I want you to go under because I want you to be cleansed and I want you to be cleared, but I want you to go under because I want you to listen and I want you to hear what's coming to you. And it could be a revelation that you've been waiting for, or it could be just like, Hey, you're doing a good job because you're taking care of yourself proud of you. It could just be a proud of you. You could just hear my voice saying, you deserve good. <laughs> I just want that to resonate for you. And so, yeah, I want you to focus on actually submerging. And of course, when we say we're taking a bath, we it's not just regular water. Although, hey, nothing is wrong with regular water. And I think in witchcraft, a lot of the time we focus on like all these potions and concoctions and a witch's brew, like I brought up earlier, but clear, plain water just in its own essence and beauty is the perfect tool and the perfect like thing to use in your magic and the perfect partner and everything that we're doing. So not to say per- like if just clear water is all, if you cannot even put your thoughts together to like get some salt, it's okay. Water will always do its job. It's like us that's adding the extra to it. it's just, again, we're always like, how can we make things very potent? How can we add our energy into things and how can we help our, our, our spells to really reach the heights we want them to, but we have everything we need already without making adjustments, you know? So, uh, yeah, if you just want to use plain water and also you might not want to go under in salt water. I have very curly hair. If I go under in salt water, actually, I'm probably going to look pretty cute. I might do it just like boost myself (laughs) a little bit because I've been raggedy for so long. But, uh, yeah, you might not want to go down in salt water. I understand. But if you feel comfortable, um, of course we're going to salt our water. I would also like to put in essential oils like, um, a lavender, of course. I'm again I'm very, very big on lemon right now. A patchouli is also really good for me personally. I know some people cannot stand the scent of patchouli. I do not blame you. It can be rather strong. And um also I'm really feeling something woodsy. A cedar, a Basil. I know basil isn't woodsy, but I'm also thinking green, like a basil or a cedar or or a pine are really speaking to me too. And you know, you can put tangible elements, of course, always in your bath before you're going to put yourself under. Don't, I make put yourself under that. I didn't mean to make that sound as like, uh, suspenseful. No, what's the right word? Uh, I don't know, like dangerous as it was. No, (laughs) you just, you submerge yourself. So if you want to add in just oils and salt and just kind of stir it together, again, we're getting into the the rhythm of that stirring. We're chanting with that stirring. We're putting our intentions into the water with that stirring. We're saying our favorite spells. We're saying, you know, release these thoughts and release me and just whatever comes. That's why I'm not the biggest one about writing spells down because I really do like to channel what I'm doing in the moment and what naturally comes to my mind. Um... Also, I am just too lazy to write things down sometimes. (laughs) It doesn't always have to be this poetic moment, you know, but y'all know that by now. I am just, I can just be too lazy to get uh, my grimoire and a pen and commit it. So I'm just like, I'll remember it. I'll type it in my phone. And then do I, no, of course I never do. But it's, I, I do like just letting it come down through my chakra and then come out of my mouth and whatever it is. That's what I say. And that's just how I'm comfortable with my witchcraft and my magic. That's not for everybody. Some people like to have a very specific written down spell. And I get that. And that's why I did those last two episodes where I was like, here are spells. Say them word for word, you know, because it just works better for some people. Um, But yeah, I would put tangible elements aside from just the salt and the oils. If you have um, pine needles, although they can be sticky, you know, be careful with them if you want to kind of um, cut them up so they're not so you know, they can just be really pricky. In Louisiana, we have a ton of pine trees and pine cones and they stick you and you're always getting stuck. But then you're like, I'm a a baby witch and I'm eight and I just want to like hold this. Ow! (laughs) You just keep doing it. Like I never learned my lesson. To this day, I will just pick up a pine cone and be like, ow, damn it. I'm almost 40. I'm not almost 40. I'm almost 35. When am I going to get this? Yeah, if you want to add that in. Um, fresh flowers are always good. You know, it doesn't, we don't always have to focus on just the essential oils of it all. If you want to go out and your backyard, if you have roses that are growing out there, if you have a beautiful lush green, witch garden, I wish I did. I'm going to start planning stuff actually this week. Um, but we do have a lot of clovers naturally. So I would always make like clover, cl- why do I keep saying clowns? It's because so many people are acting like boo the fool. That's why I would always make clover crowns. And so I would go outside and just get clover and put it into my bath. I love the smell of sweet clover. Um, yeah, it's like whatever you have. You can put flowers in. You can put literal herbs in. You know, make like a witch soup, and you're the witch. But not a soup anyone's going to eat. But just soup makes it sound not pretty. Uh, <laughs> just make a potion. But you're the main ingredient, you know. So oils, actual flowers, actual herbs. Put your – line your crystals into the um, into the bathtub if you would like or, or line them on the side of the bathtub. I know there's a few times where people are like, Mickey – you said I put the crystals, like line them on the bathtub, but it's uncomfortable when I sit in it. I know. <laughs> like for me, it's like when you go to the spa, you know, and they'll put little pebbles or little like polished stones to kind of massage your feet in a bath, in a foot soak. So I like having it because the texture feels good to me, but obviously I don't want you to injure yourself. So just line the side of the bathtub. But yeah, think of it as you are an ingredient in the potion. And so you are going to submerge yourself into all of that. And you're just going to, as long as you can stand, it is safe to you you know hold your breath don't open your mouth and take a, try to swallow anything take a deep breath don't drink it but just be in it you're 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 the magical ingredient so just be in that space and listen and when you're listening i like you know let's harness our thoughts because we talk so much about speaking spells we talk so much about writing spells but your thoughts are just as powerful as anything else if not more so cuz how many times have you thought something And then it happens and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have thought that. (laughs) I should have been more careful. Whoops a daisy. That happens to me all the time. Um, In fact, I think I told this story on the podcast before, but when I was dating Patrick, he was my boyfriend when I started the podcast and I'd gone to Sweden. Um, We were walking down the street together. We're holding hands and I, some woman had almost like collided into me or she like, I don't know. Something happened where she was rude and she almost like knocked me over or something. And I called her in my mind a not very pleasant name that I try not to use, but it was just, you know, a reaction. And he turned to me and he said, did you just say this word? And I was like, no, I thought it. He was like, oh, and I was like, what the hell? So Uh (laughs) it was really weird. That's when we were still in love too. So I was like, are you my soulmate? Like what's happening here? He wasn't, but it's cool. Um, but Yeah, so like our thoughts are so powerful and you really are connected to other people. They're hearing your thoughts or they're at least getting a sense of them. So that's why you have to be really careful with them. All that to say, when you are submerged, think about what you want to be released from you. Think about what you want to give back to the universe because you you don't want to take it. Not that you don't want to take it on anymore, but it's like served its purpose with you. Or you need help with it. You know, I think that we're all, especially right now where we're like, we have to fight. We have to be on the front lines. We have to protest. We have to, you know, donate all of our money and do all of these things. We don't ever stop to be like, I need help. I need, I need help. (laughs) I need someone to help me. And even if it's just asking the universe for help, you know, if that's what it's there for, our goddesses, our guides, our ancestors, everyone that we have so many resources there to help us, but it's hard to ask for help in normal circumstances. And so even right now, and I know, especially for us, like, uh, well, I don't, I don't want to exclude anyone, but I know just for women or for like female identifying or women identifying, which is, we do have this natural proclivity, proclivity, there we go, where we really do feel like we have to do everything and we have to hold everything and we have to take care of everyone. And so it's even harder for us to ask for help. And especially as black women, it's so hard for us to ask for help because we are always supposed to be strong and no one shows us sympathy. No one shows us caring. It's just like, we're a strong black woman. You know, you got this, you do it. And like, we go through shit too. Like we need some break. We need help. And so, yeah, while you're under there, ask the universe for help. Ask the universe to help you release things that aren't working for you. Ask the universe and ask the moon and ask the sun and the stars for renewal, all of those things. Um, But, of course, come up. I don't want you to stay down there too long. I don't want anyone passing out. I don't want anyone doing any damage to themselves. Please be careful. Don't put anything in the bath that will cause you any skin allergies or anything like that. But it's to take care of us. And we want to submerge and we want to baptize ourselves because the whole concept of baptism is that you come out, you like emerge from your, your submerged and you emerge with like a clean slate and you emerge better than you were before. So yeah, I don't want it to just be this ritual bath. Like we have talked about using in all these different ways in our milk bath and all this stuff. I want it to be about baptism. So that should be your focus. So yeah, get your crystals in there, get your herbs in there, get your flowers in there, get your pine needles in there. Unless are I, no, because I touched them all. the I used to touch them all the time. I mean, not poison ivy, obviously. <laughs> Just be careful. Put on some goggles and some earplugs if you need to, because you can still hear with earplugs in. Because I don't want anyone to get any like. Uh, my ears are very sensitive to water because I used to swim. Um, with my parents or like taught swimming in periods of their career. So I've always been in the water and my ears, I would always get like swimmers here and it's not fun. So yeah, you know, tangibly take care of yourself in a very real world sense, but also this is about our witch self care. So I want you to focus on those five things and really you can do it all together. If you want to really ritualize the whole thing, start with a meditation to clear your mind out and focus on what you want to achieve in this self caring and what you want to release you know, go into cleaning your space and getting your besom and just making that protective uh, cleansing mixture and pushing it all out so you have a clean slate to go from. Go into having your cup of tea and your wishes brew and really enjoying it. And honestly, you could switch um, the baptismal bath and the chakra spread because that could be the last thing you do when you're ready to go to sleep at night. So have your bath emerge renewed and your skin is flushed and it's plumped because you've been in the hot water also don't make your water too hot don't pass out you know me I have anemia and I just pass out all the time um, but yeah you know come out and feel renewed and you've listened and that that's a lot about this self-care day too it's about releasing what isn't working for you releasing what's harming you but also listening and listening to what the universe is telling you, what advice is there and what affirmations are there that you may want to repeat or just be affirmed in and, um, then do your chakra spread. So you can lay down at night, line them all up and you can go back to meditating again. So it kind of makes this perfect circle of a self care, which day. So I hope you all practice that. It will be your witchy homework for this week. Um, I think for crystals, I've actually, we bought, we've gone through all of the crystals that I talked about for the chakra spread. Um, I meant to find one that was good for, for protection for protesters specifically, but oh, we're at like an hour 20 right now. So I'll, I'll, I'll put it in. I might do next week? I'm feeling good about recording right now. It's not a promise. I might, I might do a few more weeks of hiatus right now, but if I'm feeling it, if my intuition is like, yeah, say something, I'll put up an episode because I want to get into, um, I want to go back to love because I feel like the world could use some more love right now for sure. You know what the world needs now is love, sweet love. Um, But I wanted to get into cosmic, wait, no, sorry. I wanted to get into karmic relationships versus soulmate relationships and also twin flames. And um, I also wanted to get into mirror magic pretty soon. And I want to circle back to some of our like witchery history episodes, but we'll see. We're just... I want y'all to please have the grace um, with me right now and be gracious with me and allow me to just take the space that I need. And you all have been amazing about it. <clears throat> so if I do need to take a few more weeks to kind of fight the fight, you know, and who knows? I just don't know what life looks like right now. That's it. I don't know how I'm going to go back to my life. I don't know how I'm going to go back to sharing travel pictures when I literally can't travel and outfit pictures when my people are being slaughtered. You know what I mean? So I just, I don't know. And how can I do a podcast when I, when i I have to fight. I just don't know how I'm going to go back to the Mickey that I, I was in March. <laughs> so hold my hands. We're going to hold each other's hands. We're going to get through this. We're going to be patient with each other. We're going to give each other grace. And we're going to support each other because that's what our coven is. And there's no coven like the Bad Witch Coven. And I love all of you so much from the bottom of my heart, truly. Uh, Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, I'm going to put this up now, though. So you you have something to listen to because <laughs> I know it's been a bit. Um, so, oh, for the Facebook group, I have put admins into place because I do not have time to be in there actively right now. I'm sorry that I don't, I would love to be more active. Um, and you know, people, if they report posts or you're tagging me in comments or I'm getting DMS, I I just don't have time right now. So it's my friend, Evan, my friend, Heidi and lovely Brie who stepped up and she's always been so sweet and had such like brought such wonderful energy to the group. And I think they're doing a great job. And I, um, I I think they really are not concerned with, like, having admin power. I think they're really concerned with, let's continue to make this group as safe as possible and also let's hold it up to the standard that's already been at where we are being kind to each other, we are being there for each other, we're supporting each other, but we're also being realistic that this is the world we live in right now and we can't ignore that. So uh, those are going to be your admins for now. I, I really, it's hard for me to catch up on anything that doesn't have to do with Black Lives Matter and with all of this George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and all of these things that are just forefront of my mind, honestly. So they're amazing. It's still the craft is still the answer to get in. That's the only thing that's changed. And um, they're actually putting up like engaging posts where I have always wanted to be like, hey, here's a conversation starter. Here's a topic. But I haven't because I was always traveling or I was, you know, trying to blog at the same time. And I have this whole time career. Um, not to say that they aren't busy as well, but it's hard for me to be like, oh, I'm in Australia or Bali. Let me just like, post up something real quick. And then, you know, recording the podcast is kind of my my biggest baby that I feel like I birth every week. So it takes... By the time I'm done with that, I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Where am I in the world? <laughs> Please help me. <laughs> oh, did Mercury a retrograde start today? Hold on a second. Wait a minute. I think it did. Honeys. Okay, no, no, no. <laughs> June 19th, I was like, I know it's, I was thinking, because I was talking about traveling, I was like, I always travel during Mercury retrograde, and shit always goes left, but yeah, it starts on um, June 19th, so we're definitely approaching, and we're definitely in the shadow period, so maybe that's why I felt compelled to talk today, Um. oh shoot, and I should have brought up all those astrological events, and the age of Aquarius, that's like, you know, contribute, maybe I'll get into that uh, soon, or Lena, hey girl, if you want to do like a little astrology breakdown for us, I would love that, no pressure, I know we have stuff going on, but if you hear this, I would love you for you to do that, um, yeah, so Facebook group, the answer to get in is still The Craft, the podcast at gmail.com. I'll try to get back to you. Uh, no promises right now. I'm sorry. It's, I'm like way behind in my real life because, you know, you know, um, Teespring for Batty merch. I'm going to put up a new design. Maybe I'll put up a new design when I put up this podcast. I have something that's been in my mind for a while and, um, we'll do proceeds for that to, uh, Black lives matter and black causes. And what else am I forgetting? Oh, patreon.com slash badwitch. I'm still actively honoring all the rewards. So please, uh, get on there if you've been meaning to do it. Anything else, please support black businesses. Please support your black witches. Please support your black witch owned businesses. Um, black lives matter. Please say it with me. Please believe it. Please honor it. Please cherish it. Please cherish me as a black person that you love and care about. And, um, yeah, I love you all. And I truly mean that. And we all deserve good. And and part of all of us deserving good is understanding that I, I shouldn't be treated any differently because of my race. You know, we all deserve good. And I, I'd rather always say that than all lives matter because all lives matter is just something that, spr- that sprung up in opposition to Black Lives Matter. And it's, it's not about the sentiment that it's expressing because the sentiment that it's expressing is correct. All lives do matter. And that's why Black Lives Matter is so important. And so I'd rather really say we all deserve good because I believe it. All right. I love you all. Blessed be. I might be back next week. I might not. But stay tuned. All right. Goodbye.